Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. You know, the Bible says, make a joyful noise. Are you ready to make a joyful noise in this place? Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Let's shout to God. Hallelujah.
whatever it is right now, I just want you to, to picture it in your mind. You know, without me even having to go into it, what it is. Now I just want you to ask your heavenly father to give you a victory in that area. Just do that right now. right now we claim a victory over our finances we claim a victory over our health we claim a victory over our emotional health maybe emotionally right now we're just struggling with something God we need you to intervene and we pray for your spiritual army to get in front of us and to plow away for us warfare on our behalf, God. Do battle on our behalf, God. We give this to you. We know that you're the only one that can fix it. We don't want to bring this into a new year, Lord God, so we give it over to you right now and we claim a victory. We claim your victory. Now, here's the cool thing. We talked about this last week. What the devil meant for evil, the Lord will turn to good. So whatever it is, whatever junk, whatever mess that you had to go through over the last year, God's going to bring a victory out of it and he's going to turn it to good. That's just the way he works. That's just the way he works. So now I just want you to tell the Lord, say, Lord, with this issue, whatever it is, turn it to good. Tell him right now. I pray that you would manifest whatever that is in our life in such a way that you would blow our minds and that you would get all the praise for it, God, because it won't be by our hands that has done it, but by yours. We praise you. We thank you. You are the God of the victory and you are going to do a victory in our life once again.
tree just did something in your life. You may not see it yet, but God just did a victory. He fights in the, un in the unseen. There's things that are going on around you right now that will just would blow your mind if you could actually see it. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the victory in advance. We trust you, Lord. We trust you. Whatever that is, with whatever that struggle is, whatever that heartache is, God, we trust you with it. And we proclaim a victory in it. In Jesus' name, amen. How awesome is the Lord. He's so good to us. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming today and worshiping the Lord. Make your way back to your seats. If you're a guest or a visitor in the auditorium this morning, we'd love to have a record of you being here. If you're watching online with us and you are a guest or a visitor, uh, all of us register as guests here the same way. We just text. We take out our, uh, our device. We text uh, fellowship to 94,000. And uh, that will get us registered here at Fellowship. And what it does is it links you over to our, our Church Center app. It gives you all kinds of really good information uh, about the church and then also how to get more involved here at Fellowship. So make sure that you do that. Also, we're going to be inviting you to a guest services um, a time in between services on the 10th of January where you're going to have an opportunity to come and meet some of our staff uh, as well as get a tour of the facility and just see how you can get better connected here at Fellowship. We have a great family and here at Fellowship, and we would love for you to be a part of it. So make sure you do that this morning. Well, we're going to continue to give now. Uh, we've been worshiping him with song. Now we're going to worship him with tithes and offerings. I hope you've come prepared today to give. Of course, we don't uh, pass buckets or plates here. If you do have a tithe or an offering, you can drop it off if you're in the building. Uh, in the lobby, we have uh, offering boxes throughout the lobby, so you can drop those off. If you text tithe, you can still do that, of course. Uh, you can also tithe through the Church Center app. And the Church Center app is really great to give through because uh, especially at the end of the season when you're getting ready, because isn't it great to think about the fact that we start a new year, but then you got to start thinking about taxes uh, from the previous year. It's always such a challenge. But anyway, with the Church Center app, you can see right there what your contributions are for the year. It's, it's uh, uh, each week that is updated. So it's just a great tool for you. And then also you can give on the website as well as mail in your tithes and offerings. But as you get ready to do that, let me say a prayer of blessing over you. God, we love you and thank you so much for a time when we can give back to you. You have given us so much. You've always taken care of us. You've blown our mind with how you, how, how you have provided for us in such a crazy year. And Lord, we just ask now that you would continue to do that. We're going to stay faithful in giving. And we know that when we do that, we are going to be blessed. So thank you, God, for how awesome you are. Guide us now as we give back to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it is a new year, and with every new year, we have all kinds of really cool things happening here at Fellowship. Uh, each week, we're going to be talking about the different courses, classes, things we have going on for children and youth. So make sure that during this part of the service, you really pay attention to the announcements so that you can get better involved and better connected here at Fellowship. Good morning, Fellowship Church. It is a new year. We are finally through 2020, and now we are in 2021, and I hope that it brings all of you so much more joy than last year did. Um, here at Fellowship Church, we have some really awesome and exciting things that are happening in this new year, and so I wanted to let you know about some of them. First things first, we have a online Bible study that is going to be beginning on January 19th. It's taught by Pastor Will, and it is going to go through the book of Colossians. So this is a four-week course, completely 
completely free to you. You will just be able to dive into this really incredible book, um, get some discussion, and uh, walk it out in your everyday life. So if you are interested in signing up for that, you can do so on the Church Center app under the Events tab. On January 10th, we are going to be having a guest reception. So if you consider yourself to be a guest or a visitor here at Fellowship Church, this is a great opportunity for you to get to know us a little bit better. Um, you can tour the facility, get to know some of our volunteers and staff, as well as get any of your questions answered that you might have and get connected. So on January 10th, it takes place in between the 9 and the 11 o'clock service. Your entire family is invited for a free breakfast, and this is just a great time to get you connected into this awesome church church that we have. If you're interested, you can sign up on the events tab on the Church Center app, and we hope to see you there. Life's Healing Choices will begin on January 17th in between the 9 and the 11 o'clock service in the chapel. This class is for anyone who is dealing with some hurts, habits, and hangups that they would like to receive breakthrough for. So if you're interested, um, you can get your materials over in the bookstore and sign up in the groups tab in the Church Center app. Spiritual Warfare 2.0 is beginning on February 3rd, every Wednesday night for six weeks. This is an incredible course. If you uh, took Spiritual Warfare 1.0 and you got all of the breakthrough there, this is now the course that's gonna set you up for success and breakthrough in just everyday life. So if you're interested in taking this course, please sign up on the Church Center app in the Events tab. Renewal and Rescue is starting February 12th and 13th, and this is a marriage seminar that is taught by my amazing parents, Pastor Tim and Rebecca Roseberry. Now, I know that I'm a little biased, but this course is absolutely incredible. Um, my husband and I had the opportunity to take it within the first year of our marriage, and it has changed our lives. It's given us the foundations um, to build a successful marriage that'll last a lifetime. Talking about communication, um, love languages, all of the important things. So if you've been married for a year, maybe you just got engaged, maybe you've been married for 50 years, this course is so incredible and life-changing. It's going to cost $99, um, but completely worth it, and you can sign up for it in the events tab on the Church Center app. We are so happy that you are here with us this morning, whether it's in person or online. Happy New Year, and enjoy today's service. Well, good morning, church family. I want to say Happy New Year. We're so glad that you're here with us today. I'm excited about this. I always get excited about New Year's because it's a time of refocus. And uh, we're titling a new series today uh, entitled Walking with Jesus because we sometimes need the little reset button hit in our lives where we refocus on what's truly important. And we're going to refocus as a church on what is important. We're gonna refocus as families That's on what's important and we're gonna refocus as individuals as what's important. So we are beginning this series called Walking with Jesus. And that's kinda of how we're starting the new year. I wonder how many of you started the new year with the New Year's resolution? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody cutting carbs? No? No? I just, no judgment, I just wanted to know who's in the room. Who started a resolution and you already quit the resolution? Anybody, let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I, I get excited about new beginnings. Um, and I think that sometimes we can get a little bit of hype about something like truly excite ourselves and then we deal with real life issues and it feels like the struggle of that causes us to get a little discouraged. But today what I wanna share with you is something that is not a hype message. This is, this is a life transforming principle that God shows us all throughout scripture. And it's this principle of the fact that for each person as an individual, we need to have a walk with Jesus. And you might say, but hey, pastor, I'm a Christian. I'm here. I'm in church. This message is for you. And you'll see that here in just a moment because we're gonna look at the context of where we see Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 11. So uh, I wanna go ahead and dive right in, but before we do, let's talk to him right now. Uh, let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that you'd be glorified. Uh, God, your word tells us that where Jesus is lifted up, you will draw all men unto him. So God, we pray right now that Jesus would be glorified in this place, that your Holy Spirit would come and be a teacher uh, in this room right now, and that you would comfort us and help us and change us, God. We don't need Dan's opinions. Um, God, we need your word. So speak to us now. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Jesus' words, Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28, he says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Man, that's good. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I know I may look young, or at least I think I do, but uh, I've been doing ministry for a little while now. I've been, I've been doing it for over two decades now, so I've been doing this for a minute. And uh, I would tell you that if you were to sit me down and ask me what is the predominant disposition of uh, the average person I meet with, uh, whether it comes to uh, counseling appointments or, or pastoral counseling appointments, when it comes to meeting with people in our church, when it comes to my family, when it comes to my friends, what is the disposition of the normal person that I deal with on a daily basis? If I were to break it down into one word, I would tell you it is this, it's tired. I deal with tired people and you know what? I'm one of them. Tired, tired. And we, we're in a culture right now where, where because of the way we live our lives, the pace in which we live our lives, what's, what's honored in our culture, we find ourselves tired where we're, we're working religiously. We're, we're trying to, to earn accolades religiously. We're trying to fit in to different groups when it comes to our relationships. For so many of us, we feel like when it comes to our relationships, we have so many relationships where there's more people that are taking withdrawals from us than are actually putting deposits back into us. So relationally and emotionally, we feel depleted. We, we feel like we are just tired. We, uh, we're exhausted. In fact, it's so weird that we are in a culture that our culture, not just in the world, but even in the church, our culture seems to honor self-depletion. Have you ever recognized this before? This is really big among men. Women do this too, but this is really big among men where when, 
when you ask someone, how are you, we don't want to come across as like, well, I'm, uh, I'm lazy and I, I sit around and eat Cheetos all day long, you know? So what we come up with is, oh, I'm just, I'm just so busy, you know, just working, 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 like burning the candle at both ends, like I'm taking care of kids and, and uh, we're running kids to dance and I got work and then we're coming home and we had to pick up a second job and there's these extra shifts and it's the holiday season and now we're homeschooling because there's all the stuff with the COVID and all that and there's just working, working, work. I'm just so busy, I'm exhausted and it's like a badge of honor that we wear because we say that and people are like, yeah, that's, that's good, I'm tired too. I'm tired too, and that's the norm, right? That, that, that we're just tired. I'm tired, I'm, I'm tired. I wonder, is there anyone in this room that would say, I am just honestly tired? Anyone here? Let me ask this. Here's a better way to put it. Are there any parents in the room? <laughs> I think for every one of us, we can understand what it's like to be tired, and we we can get tired physically, we can get tired emotionally, but we also can even get tired on a, on a, a, a spiritual level because what, what it, really it's affecting us in our emotions, but the, the attack comes spiritually from the standpoint, we live in a culture that will cause um, so many things to be expected of us where you can be emotionally exploited just simply because you're a nice person. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. Maybe you've never experienced it because you're not a nice person. I don't know. <laughs> but if you're a nice person, it's like people will think, well, I can manipulate you. I can take advantage of you. I can, I, I, I can treat you certain ways and expect certain things out of you. And you have to do these certain things out of being nice. And if you refuse, if you are someone who follows the path of Jesus where, where you would put up boundaries and you would, you, you, would, you, you would set standards for your life where you would be able to put up boundaries and say no to people and you refuse people, then what happens is people come back at you and say, well, that doesn't seem very Christian. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me. Whereas I, I'm just... I'm just trying to take care of myself. I'm just trying to do life the way God wants me to. And like, uh, I, I feel like there's so much being pulled from me that at some point I have to put my foot down and say, that's enough. I have no more to give. I'm not the savior. I'm not God. I'm not an unlimited resource. I've got to stop somewhere. And, and we put it down in the world. goes, well, that doesn't seem very Christ-like. That doesn't, you got people who don't follow Christ telling you what it looks like to follow Christ. And, and, and it's exhausting, it's tiring. Is there anyone here that just, that feels that feeling where it's not like, because when I talk about tired, I'm not talking about fatigue from, from physical exertion. I am talking about a tiredness that, that has theological roots. Something deep on the inside where you just know, it's not supposed to be like this. I'm not supposed to feel this way. Like after all, I mean, I, I, I got the rest I was supposed to get. I, 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 I ate right for a little while. I did what I was supposed to. Like I'm, I'm trying to get there. I went on the vacation. I spent the money to go take my family on the vacation. I did all that. And, and somehow on the inside, I am just weary. I am, I am tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. Well, this has theological roots. 
This isn't a message where I'm just gonna tell you, okay, what you need to do is go home, take a little rest. No, this is a problem that we see on a spiritual level that God shows us the answer for, the remedy for, and the problem is posed to us, we found in Genesis chapter three. Because first, we, we know that, that God has a conversation with Adam. And, and Adam in the Garden of Eden, after Adam's insubordination, when he decided to disobey God's plan for him, and, and, and he and Eve um, disobeyed God and turned away from what God wanted, God spoke prophetically to Adam about what his life would look and feel like from that day forward. What is it gonna be like for mankind? Because you were created in order to have this peaceful, wonderful existence and communion with God, but now because of disobedience, disobedience creates a life of toil. And we find it here in Genesis chapter three, verse 19. This is what God says, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. What is he saying? By the sweat of your brow. He's saying God God is prophetically telling Adam that the consequence of disobedience is a life of toil. That, That things that used to come easy to you when there used to just be fruit on the tree, now you're gonna have to go work and you're gonna have to go sweat in order to be able to get those things. Things that should come easy for you are now going to come a little bit harder. They're gonna come with work. So God was speaking to Adam literally here about the fact that it is gonna be more difficult for you to feed yourself. But for you and I, we, we, we can't just take this as an it's literal term because it, it, the word of God is living and active and it is valid for today. And today we take the whole principle of this metaphorically, that it speaks to you and I today because you say, I'm gonna have to work hard for my food. No, you don't. You just gotta get it on your app and just put in dinner dashes and all of a sudden it shows up at your house. That's, it, it, what are we talking about here? What is God saying? God is saying, Things that should be easy for you are now going to become hard. It, it, it was easy for you to have your appetites met. Now you're going to have to work to have your appetite met. Are you hearing what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? There's appetites that you have, the emotional appetites, relational appetites, physical appetites, and these appetites as they come up, they should come easy, but because of dis- disobedience in our life, because of walking the way we wanted to in our own way instead of walking in God's path. Now he's saying, you're gonna have to work to have your emotions fed. You're gonna have to work to have, to have your relationships fed. You're gonna have to work in these, there's gonna be toil there. It takes toil, it takes work. It should be easy, but it's hard. Is there anyone who understands what I'm talking about? When you just say, man, I'm just tired. I'm tired. But we find ourselves in a place where culturally the tough thing to do is to just put on the smile and put on the grin and just grit down and say, no, I got it, I'm good, I'm fine. And man, we do it in church too all the time. It's like we got our little Christian cliches. You know, I'm, God is able, he's good. 
He's gonna bless us. Like, how was 2020? God is good. <laughs> Did you have a good year last year? He's faithful. <laughs> and the truth is, we're tired. I wonder how many of you would just admit, how many, how many of you just be honest with me? How many of you would say, I'm tired, I'm weary, I'm exhausted right now on some level, not just physically, but somewhere deeper. Put it, put it in the chat, just put up, Put up some emoji, put up your hand that, that in the chat, you're, you're tired. And, and the reason I bring this up is not to just, uh, oh, it's a new year, we're tired. No, I, I wanted to bring this up because I have good news for you today. It, and I, I'm so thankful for the fact that, that God spoke to us. I'm so thankful the fact, for the fact that Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 11 because as we examine God's word, we see when it comes to being tired, when it comes to being weary, Jesus has something to say. And I don't know about you, but when Jesus has something to say, I wanna hear what he has to say. Because there's a lot of people who have things to say that end up just being a whole bunch of, foolishness, but what I want to say, I clean that up for church. <laughs> but, but, but if Jesus has something to say, I wanna stop and hear what is it he has to say. And Jesus said something, he said, hey, hey, all of you who are weary, if you're tired, because you just raised your hands a minute ago, you're stuck now, we know who we're talking to. <laughs> At home, right now, we know you. You're, you, you were too tired to get off the couch to come today. We're so glad. <laughs> we're so glad you're joining with us online and we're so thankful you're part of our extended family. But, it's like you're, you're tired. We know who you are. It's every human being. He says, all of you who are tired, all of you who are weary, all of you who have heavy burdens, Come to me. Our Savior, the Son of God, the creator of the universe, has a word for you and I who are tired. He says, come to me. Come to me. Notice he didn't say, come to more counseling. He didn't say, go find more podcasts. He didn't say, what I want you to do is is come to a, a Bible study or come to a, a different group of friends. He didn't say come to church. What'd you say, pastor? <laughs> Jesus said, you're tired? Come to me and I will give you rest. Well, not the church will give you rest. Not, not, not that a different group of friends will give you rest or the podcast, I know there's some of you that it's like, uh, well, it's Sunday. I, I'm gonna stream five different sermons today, listen to five different pastors today. He's like, how's that working for you? I still feel empty. He's like, I know, come to me. Well, I went to church and I still feel tired. I know, but did you come to me? But I met, I met the pastor. I know, did you come to me? But, but I'm in my small group. I know, but but did you come to me? See, Jesus has a, a calling 
and he cries out for his people. He says, I want you to come to me. And he says, come to me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want you to imagine with me what a yoke is. Uh, think about two animals that, that, are, that are yoked together. The yoke is the, the object that holds two animals together so that they can pull a plow or pull some sort of object. And, and if you think about it, there's, there's two animals working together. And what is he saying here? He's saying, come to me because my yoke is easy. He's saying that means that some of us, most of us, probably all of us are yoked to things that are not pulling their own weight. So you're going through life tired right now. You're exhausted because you are pulling through life and what you are yoked to is not only not pulling its weight, you're having to carry its weight. So you're going to different relationships and you're going to people and you're going to religious systems. Hear me on this, you're going to rules. You're going to church attendance. You're going to standards. You're going to the rules of behavior of subjective morality of was this a good action or that a good action and you're, you're holding on to all of these things, the old yoke of the law and it's becoming such a heavy burden to where you are going through life and you're trying so hard because if you truly love God, if you care, the tendency that we have as Christians sometimes is we want to please them so, so we can tend to slip into this idea of thinking like maybe I can please God by, by, by somehow living life good enough, living life right and, and, and we yoke up up to things where, where we go through life so exhausted, but he says, listen, what you're yoked to is not pulling its weight, but, but he says, if you just yoke up with me, I will do the whole burden of the lifting. I will carry the weight, and then it's gonna be easy for you because you're gonna see that all along, I'm carrying the load, and that's what he did when he carried the crosses. He carried your load. He carried the weight of your shame the weight of your sin. He carried the weight of your burden and he takes it through life to where now you're walking through life easy instead of walking through life with the weight and the pain of what's going on in your everyday life. I read this passage and I think about the yoke and it, it reminds me of when my daughters were younger. They were like three and five years old and Kayla's my younger daughter. She's three and Rachel was five at the time and uh they wanted a swing set built in the backyard. So I, I built them a swing set and I, I was, had all the lumber and stuff in the back of my truck and we were making trips from the front yard in the driveway to bringing the wood around the side of the house and I was bringing stacks of wood and my, my th uh, five-year-old and three-year-old are, are taking one two-by-four and they're holding on. One's got one end and the one's got the other. Rachel's in the front and she's pulling Kayla and Kayla's telling Rachel how it should be done and they're screaming at each other and they're fighting and they can't pick up the thing and it's like the one board weighs more than both of them together. And they are, they're, they're both straining and struggling and fighting and then they, they bump into a tree and they bump into the fence and they fall over and they get a scratch and they, get a, they have to stop for a splinter break and cry for a while, right? And it's like, and they fight and fight and fight and fight, and they finally get it to the backyard and they drop it like 20 feet shy of where I wanted it to go in the first place. They're like, I'm done with this. And, and I remember taking Kayla, 
My three-year-old, I took her to the truck with me and I said, Kayla, come here, because she was frustrated. She was like splinters in her thumb. She was angry. She was frustrated. I said, carry this board with me. And she said, I don't want to. And I said, carry it with me. Just walk with me. Carry it with me. And I picked up the two-by-four right in the middle. And she basically just touched her finger <laughs> to the end of it as I carried the two-by-four to the backyard. And you know what happened is my daughter and I carried the two by four into the backyard. Now, if you were to ask her, what did you just do? She would tell you, I just carried dad's two by four into the backyard. But what does every parent understand and what is God trying to get us as believers to understand is that you may think you're carrying the weight, but if you yoke up with your heavenly father, if you yoke up with Jesus and walk life with Jesus, he will carry every bit of the weight. And what happens is you get the, you get the benefit of saying, look what I did. And people look at you and you're like, how'd you get through that? And you're like, I don't know, I was just walking with them. How did you get through sickness like that? I don't know, I was just walking through it with them. How, how do you carry the, the burden of that type of pain of losing a loved one? I don't know, I was just walking. And so many of us go through life and we're yoked up with, with people and with things. Even chemicals, medications, addictions, websites. We yoke up with things where like I'm trying hard to carry and all it does is it depletes me more and more and more. I think it's important that we pause for just a moment to, to first off say, who is Jesus speaking to in Matthew chapter 11? Because as believers, if, if, you, if you have a relationship with Christ, it'd be easy to think, well, obviously, Jesus is telling the world, I want you to come to me. He's telling, he's telling lost people, come to me. Your life is struggling because you're, you're far from me. You need to come to me. But, but get this. Jesus is not speaking to the world. He's not out on the street corner. He is talking to religious people. He's talking to the church. It would be as if Jesus were to come up and stand on this stage right now and talk to you and I. He is not speaking to the world. He's speaking to you and I when he said, hey, you who are tired, you need to come to me. But I'm at church. But did you come to me? But I went to church 30 times last year. Did you come to me? I listen to the podcast every day. Did, did you come to me though? I wonder how much do you know Jesus? Because he says, I, I want you to take my, my yoke upon you and learn from me. Notice he, he doesn't just say learn about me. He says, because we're supposed to learn about him. That's why we have his word. But he says, learn from me. Not just about me, from me. God, what is it that you're doing? How is it you live life? What, what do you want me to do? And we learn from God. And it's so important that we do this because this is how we have a true walk with Jesus is we look at how he does his life and we live our lives in communication with Jesus and do it his way. And it's important that we do it that way because if not, we fall into consumerism Christianity where it's like we go to the buffet 
of Christianity and we pick the things that we want and we're like, well, I want prosperity, so I'm gonna go for that. And I want healing, so I'm gonna go for that. And I want joy, so I'm gonna go for that. But when you actually are walking with Jesus and you're learning from him and you see in scripture that he actually does tell us that we're supposed to forgive people who hurt us. He actually does tell us we're supposed to pray for our enemies and love our enemies. If I'm walking with Jesus, then you just can't skip over those things. It's not a buffet anymore. It's what he's serving up. And maybe you're tired and you're struggling in life because you're trying to do life your own way. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just like, I, I like singing my songs. I'm not gonna sing this song. I'm sitting here with my arms crossed, but I like this song, so I'm gonna sing this song, and maybe I'll get like a couple points, a star in heaven, maybe like a little bonus at work or something. Who knows? And, and we go through life so exhausted because we're trying to work a religious system that Jesus said, listen, that will kill you. I have come to fulfill that system and to pay the price for you so that you can walk in freedom with me. See, walking with Jesus doesn't mean imprisonment. A lot of people think, well, if I give my life to Jesus, if I do my life his way, that must mean more rules, that must mean more standards, that must mean more all this. No, it means the opposite. Walking with Jesus, he frees us from those very things. He sets us free. In, in, in closing today, I wanna give you three things really quick. Do you believe I can give you three points in closing? <laughs> We'll be here till one o'clock. Um, I wanna give you three things really quick that happened when, when, when we yoke up with Jesus and we decide to live our lives not walking out church, not walking out religious attitudes and religious thought patterns and religious rules, but walking with a personal relationship with Jesus, it does three things. It sets you free, number one, it sets you free from worry. Walking with Jesus sets you free from worry because walking with Jesus sets you free from the yoke of the law. See, in the Old Testament, it was all about what rules you follow and people would have to give sacrifices because if they broke the rules, they sinned, they had to pay the penalty for that sin so they'd give a sacrifice, they'd sacrifice an animal and it, what, what it would do is it, would, it was a performance-based spirituality. So if, if I live good enough, then I don't have to sacrifice. And if I make a sacrifice, then that'll be pleasing to God. And then I'd be in right standing with God. And there was always this tension of, am I in right standing with God or not? Is the sacrifice good enough or not? But the Bible says Jesus came once to die for all sins. He, he died once for all sins, for all mankind, anyone who would receive. Now, when we understand that, what that means is that we don't have to worry anymore. If we're walking with Jesus, if we have a relationship with Jesus, we don't have to worry anymore. Am I in right standing with God? Because if you're, if you're trying to please God from a standpoint of performance-based spirituality, if I live good enough, then he's going to be happy with me, then you, you live in a place of fear. You live in a place of anxiety. You live in a place of worry because you go, man, this last week I didn't do too good. 
And I got on that website I shouldn't have got on. And I got a little too ticked off in traffic. And I told that one person they were number one with my left hand and I shouldn't have done that. And it's like, we start to think about all these things where I failed and because I failed, I must not be in right standing with God. So since I'm not in right standing, like, like I don't know what to do and it creates all this worry and this anxiety and this fear. But when you yoke up with Jesus, you yoke up with the one who came and he saw your sin and he took your sin and he took it to the cross and he died for you and he traded your sin for his righteousness. So he's saying, listen, when I forgave you, I meant it. And when God looks at you, he's happy with you. No matter what you did, he's happy with you because he sees my righteousness on you instead of your own deeds, which will never amount up to anything. And when we see that, it gives us freedom. When we see that, it gives us hope. And there are so many of you there's so many of us in this room right now, there's so many listening online that you can't even forgive yourself and move past your own mistakes. Things that happened months ago, years ago, decades ago, you can't even move past it because it, you haven't got to the point where you started believing that when Jesus said, I forgive you, he actually meant it. See, when you walk with Jesus, when you yoke up with him, instead of just yoking up with rule systems, and you believe that he died for you and he rose again, now all of a sudden I can walk with some swagger. I'm walking with Jesus, and walking with Jesus means that I know I am in right standing with God, so that frees me from worry, number one. Number two, walking with Jesus liberates me from the need to hurry. Do you know that Jesus had a pace? That all throughout scripture, we see that it talks about Jesus's travels and everywhere that Jesus went, he walked. We don't see him running in scripture. He was always walking. And so many of us, we're going through life, we're stressed out and we're anxious because we're running and we're trying so hard, we're striving, thinking we gotta get there. I gotta try harder. I gotta work on the business more. I gotta come up with a plan. I gotta make more money. If I don't get this in time, I'm gonna miss my window of opportunity. I've gotta come up with certain, certain ways to raise my kids. I gotta come up with a plan for this. And what if this happens? And you go through life striving and hurrying. But let me tell you something. If you're running, you've gotta ask yourself, am I yoked up with Jesus? Because if Jesus is walking and you're running, you're not yoked up with Jesus. And I'm not talking about physically running, I'm talking about is your mind running in the middle of the night? I'm talking about are you going through life just stressed out thinking I've gotta catch up, I gotta make up for lost time? Because let's be honest, we've all suffered losses. Some of us have suffered losses that, that, that just happened to us, layoffs, restrictions, stuff like that. Others of us, if we were honest, for the real people in the room, we'd say, you know what? A lot of the losses I've suffered, I did to myself. That was all me. So what do we do is we go through seasons in life where we think, I gotta, I gotta make up for lost time. I gotta catch up somehow. It's like, my, my, I should be so much farther along than I am right now, so I'm striving, and if I can just take this extra course, and if I could study here, and if I could do that, and if I could, if I could somehow mend things here and fix things there. But let me tell you something. 
If you're walking with Jesus, Jesus is just walking. And Jesus can get you there simply by walking. And here's good news. The good news is Jesus is always on time. Here's my example of this, what we can see in Scripture. Because there's some people in this room that are ready going, yeah, I know he's always on time. Because you might be in a hurry, and you might be in so much of a hurry that you miss the timing of God. But Jesus is always on time, and he can help you catch up for missed time simply by walking. There's, there's a chapter in the Bible that talks about the fact that Jesus was with his disciples and he said, I want to spend some time praying. So he sent his disciples in a boat to start rowing across the lake. And as they start rowing across the lake, they, they go ahead by hours. So but for hours, they are straining and pulling and sweating and pouring and striving and working and doing all this. And then he decides he's done being where he's at. He decides he wants to walk and he walks on the water and catches up to the men in this boat. He gets to right where he needed to be and he made up for lost time and he did it by walking. And there's so many of you losing sleep, scheming, thinking of all the different ways. You're striving, you're doing everything you can think to do. And you're, you're calling out everything, every trick in the book, you're doing whatever you can. And he's saying, listen, I can get you there without killing yourself. I can get you there without being miserable. I can get you there without exhaustion. I can get you there without becoming weary and tired and burdened. All you have to do is walk with me. Walk with me. What does that look like? It's just, it's making it personal. Jesus, I'm just gonna follow you today. You say to love God and love my neighbors. I'm just gonna do that today. God, I'm gonna go to work. It's the job you gave me, so thank you. What do you want me to do in it today? Just, do you want me to pray for someone today? What, what do you want me to do? And when we slow the pace of our life down to just going, I, I I'm gonna just walk with God, then, then it takes away this need to hurry. See, and that brings us to the last thing is, see, walking with Jesus sets you free from worry, sets you free from hurry, and then number three, it sets you free from blurry. <laughs> I, if I, I find it funny. <laughs> it keeps you from being blurry in your vision. Because if you're walking with Jesus, right, in walking with Jesus, Jesus is going to bring you exactly where he wants to take you. So you don't have to wonder, am I going where I need to go in life? Am I fulfilling what God's purpose is in my life? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, am I, what is it that I should be doing right now? You don't have to worry about that because if you just simply are walking your life, not in religious patterns, not in patterns of the world, but just following Jesus day after day, he will get you where he wants to get you. So when when opportunities come up, you'll know whether or not it's a distraction by whether or not he makes you stop at that opportunity. I'm someone who gets too stupidly over-distracted sometimes. I'll be just honest. Like, there are, there are times I have a wonderful office here uh, with windows that look out over the parking lot, and I, I can tell you that um, there are times I don't study in my office because when I study there, I get so distracted, a bird will fly by and I'll be like, oh, look, a bird. That was pretty, that was awesome. 
It was Sunday morning, I'm up there, I'm trying to study, trying to get ready, trying to be spiritual, and it was like a big truck will drive in, I'm like, that is a great looking truck, and I haven't seen those guys in a while, where have they been? It's like, it's like, like a little dog, it's like, oh, a squirrel, a squirrel, right, like, you know, like, I, and here's the thing about life is sometimes you can get stressed out and anxious when you're running ahead on your own and not walking with God. You can get stressed out going, I don't know. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I sell this business? Should I move here? Should I go there? Should I do this? I don't know what to do. Should I marry this woman? Should I not marry this woman? Should I make this investment or not? And we get all these things and it's like the enemy keeps throwing all these different squirrels in our path. And we're like, oh, look that. Oh, look that. Oh, look that. Oh, look that. And we start freaking out about every little thing. Going, I don't know what it is. And if you're following Jesus, you have to understand that walking with him, if you're yoked with him, he is going to pass you by things that you thought were missed opportunities. And you're looking back and I'm going, I can't believe that I missed that opportunity. But if you're walking with Jesus, it wasn't an opportunity. It was a distraction. And we need to understand that because then the perspective of our life shifts of going, oh, it's not that like I missed out on opportunities walking with Jesus. No, you missed out on distractions so he can get you to the open door of opportunity that he designed for you and he created you for and he's getting ready you for, for you for and he's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So you don't have to be worried about vision. Your vision doesn't have to be blurry. You don't, you don't have to concern yourself with that. You just go, okay, Jesus, I'm sick of doing it my way. I want to be set free from worry. I, wanna, I, I don't want to live a life anxious and hurried and, and I don't want to be blurry in vision. So I'm just going to do what you tell me to do. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and take my yoke upon you and I will give you rest. Church family, We've just cracked the surface of what I want to talk about in this series coming up. Next week, we're going to talk about the steps of following Jesus. But before we close right now, I just want to ask you, are you, are you tired? Are you tired of doing life the way you've been doing it? Are, are, are you tired of going back to your own ways and, and just one year after another, it's like, 98 looked like 99, looked like 2000, looked like 2001, and it's just like a repeat over and over and over again. Do you want this year to be different? Because church family, I'm not talking about a resolution. I'm talking about a refocus of our lives because God did not design you to go run life on your own. He designed you to come to Jesus. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person in this room, and I pray that as we dig into this series, as we dig into this year, that God, our lives would be changed and this year would be different because we would come to you, Jesus. We pray that, that you would lift the burdens. And God, right now, I, I just break off any yokes that, God, you don't want us yoked to. Whether it's a relationship, a business, an addiction, whatever it is, a thought pattern, a religious idea, whatever it is, God, we break off those yokes in Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus, we break those off. And God, we pray right now that as we come to you, you would carry us and we would walk with you. And this year would be different because, God, we're doing it your way. So Lord, we love you, we thank you, we praise you, and we pray that this year you would teach us how to walk with you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said?
Amen. Let's give him a shout of praise today. Looking forward to continuing this series next week. Thank you so much for joining with us online. If you need more information, please text the word fellowship to 94,000. That's the word fellowship to 94,000. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful week. See you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. You can repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this, in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us here at the church at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.